Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Doze Knows. This episode's being brought to you in part by our friends at Green, Hurley, Kona Boys, Kona Coffee and Tea, Maverick Sport Fishing, Onnit, and GoPro. GoPro's got some really good stuff going on right now on their site. I'm checking it out right now, and it's the new Hero 7 Black. It's only $3.99. You can do a trade-up value for any of your old GoPros. Trade up for 100 bucks off. That drops that thing down to 299 And speaking of 299 they got the brand new Fusion. That's just out for 299 That regular goes for 599 It's pretty crazy. So go check them out at GoPro.com backslash Doze Nose GoPro. And uh, you can get all kinds of deals going on there. I also have links onto my uh, website and on social media, you know, giving you that direct link for good discounts. Um, and if you guys want to sponsor the show, uh, hit me up at uh, dozerdavebig at yahoo.com. Uh, send me a direct email there. And uh, we'll try and get you guys hooked up as a sponsor onto this podcast. You guys can find me on all social media, such as Instagram. We got Dozer Dave and Dozer Nose Podcast. We have Facebook. We have Dozer Dave Barnett and Dozer Nose Podcast. And on Twitter, Dozer Dave Nose. Um, and then uh, go to the website, dozenose.com, where you can see a more in-depth look at our guests, links to the sponsors and all their deals. And all kinds of other good deals going on there. Uh, this week, I'm really excited to have a good friend of mine on the show. Uh, he was over here in town uh, hunting with us and just having fun. Finally been able to get back to the islands after a long, long stint. His name's Brandon Lillard. And Brandon is a world-class athlete, man. He is uh, just a rad surfer. Uh, just every kind of action sport this guy has done, you know, from... Uh, dirt bike riding and uh, base jumping with Travis Pastrana and some of the other top athletes to almost dying from base jumping. Uh, He's got a really great story to tell. I hope you guys enjoy. Brandon, I'm really excited to have you on the show. Welcome to Doze Knows. Welcome to the show, bro. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Dude, it's been a long time, man. I, I haven't seen you in forever. It's good to be here on the Big Island. And we've uh, gotten to go hunt the last couple of days. Yeah, good times. Dude, it was super good times. You finally laid the hammer down on one last night. I know. Thanks thanks to you guiding me in like a pro. Yeah, but dude, it was all about you because you had to make the shot. And uh, it's funny because, you know, the night before we got up on these same pigs and you shot at one and missed missed it i you know i thought you might have clipped it but uh yeah it was uh and then we came back again last night with shane and um dude it was it was down we got one we got it and it's in some 
Hawaiian guys barbecue, Tongan, Tongan guys barbecue right now. <laughs> they were like, oh my God, yeah, we'll take that thing. How stoked are those guys when we showed up? They're like, oh, this one's fresh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're like, it hasn't even freaking frozen up yet. Yeah, it was so funny. They were stoked. They pulled up the wheelbarrow. <laughs> so good, though. Nothing goes to waste. Nothing goes to waste. I love it. But it was so much fun, you know, just I was watching you up the hill because we'd already seen a couple of big tanks. Yeah. That were cruising around, and you and Shane went to go get up on that one. I came back down the hill, and all of a sudden, in the exact same spot as the night before, come these two. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, get down there, get down there. I'm like waving at you, and I'm like, does he even see me? <laughs> My I'm, vision's bad, but it ain't that bad. Well, I've noticed how bad it's gotten, you know, over the last couple of days. I was like, me and Shane were talking about it, and we're like, this guy needs some glasses. Here, you got to try these things on right here. Those are from Oakley. Those are really nice. Those are bifocals. What does that mean? That means that if you uh, look at the top level, yeah, everything should be pretty clear. Yeah, and then you look down on the bottom, and then like look at your phone, you can see better. So no, if you're looking, makes my phone blurry. Look through the bottom. Keep your head up and look down with your eyes. Blurry. Really? Well, yeah. that's trippy though. Yeah. It goes right here, and everything gets big and blurry, and then right here it gets normal and clear. Oh, wow. That's so, actually, yeah, you need whoa, to go but, get your eyes But that's checked, the same bro. thing. When I turn my head, it makes me dizzy. Yeah? Yeah. Well, don't turn your eyes. Just turn your head. No. I mean, just like like that makes me dizzy. You look good, though. Yeah, you know, I, I always look good, but I can't see, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but it was funny because, yeah, I'm waving you down. I'm like, come check this out. And, uh, you but want, I couldn't tell if another you— another beer? In a sec. I couldn't tell if you were telling me to go fast or to like go sneaky. Oh, it was go fast. I know. I know now. Moving, man. And you're like. They weren't like the night before. And then, you're like, then you're like doing this. I'm, so I'm trying to. You're like waving me down. I was like, oh, fuck. I got to crouch and kind of sneak. It's just slow down just a little bit because you were already getting right. They were moving so fast. And um, and then bam. I I was 20 yards from him. So I just ranged that. I, I knew you were like 10 yards away. Yeah, you told me 30, and I was like, fuck, okay, 30-yard pin. Yeah, and you smoked that damn thing. Ended up being a good shot, even though that thing ran fucking. Yeah, I think it probably did, what, maybe about 50 yards, 60 yards? Yeah, maybe 50 yards till it got to those bushes, and then. It zigzagged through the yeah. guava, which was. Dude, that's a nightmare in there. That was gnarly. Can you imagine if you're in there and the and a giant boar's in there with you? Hurt. Hurt or just pissed. Those boars are pissed anyway. Gnarly. Dude, you're fucked in there. Yeah. You are completely fucked. There ain't no trees to climb up. When I saw the th- when I saw the pig laying in the in the ditch when we finally got to it and Shane jumped the fence, he's like, he's like, "Oh, it's right here." And I was like, here, you want a stick well, or something? the fence is a wall. Yeah. Old wall, yeah. Whatever it was. I was like, you want a stick or something? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, it's dead. I'm like, you sure, man? Poke it with a stick. He's like, it's dead, dude. Trust me. Right. And then we had to just manhandle the thing and pull it out of that hole. Yeah, that, that was freaking tough. That sucked. Because you kept going, God, am I that much of a pussy? <laughs> <laughs> it's so wet and it was, muddy. It was so muddy and slippery, and I'm trying to drag it by the feet. And poor Shane's like crunched in the bushes trying to help me. I'm like, dude, stop. Don't hurt your back. Right. He's he's an animal. You guys are, you and Shane together were like CSI, like finding a single blood spot in a giant field, like 
nope, blood right here. I'm like, how are you even seeing that? Yeah. It was awesome. Though. Well, at the same time, I also saw how bad your eyes are right there, too, because it'd be a shitload of blood, and you're like, where? No, my eyes aren't bad for that shit. It's just for far away vision. <laughs> it was good, though, man. No, that was it was fucking super fun. I was, it was psyched. so much fun. And then KO joined us at the end. Yeah. And for uh, all the people that don't know who, it's Shane Dorian and uh, KO to Chap. And uh, KO's the, we tried to get him on this podcast with us. He's the manager at Tavarua. He's the man. Badass. He surfs, foils, hunts. Yeah. Does everything. Oh, yeah. Now he's a daddy. He's a daddy. He's got a house. He's having to paint it. He's he's painting (laughs) As we're speaking right now, he's getting dirty. As he should, finally. As he should. So what have you been up to, dude? Freaking, you know, like I said, I haven't seen you in forever, you know. I've been just trying to keep the dream alive, you know, kind of like yeah. you, Dozer. Just, uh, I've been doing a bunch of these water safety jobs with this, uh, my buddy owns this company called Water Safety Specialists, and mm-hmm. he does stuff for everything from triathlons to commercials to, um, Hollywood movies. Um, we've, I've been working with him for a few years. Like we did all the Robbie Madison stuff in Fiji. We did some Tom Cruise movie in right. San Diego and just everything in between. And then working with uh, my friend Andy owns this company called uh, Sweatpants Media. And they do they do everything and anything. Yeah. Any kind of commercials, high-end high end video stuff. Or who, I've, since I've worked for them, I've worked on a couple of uh, Textron off-road. They make like these side-by-sides. A Mercedes commercial, uh, Toyota commercials. Are you driving? Are you acting? No, I'm not acting. I'm just, I'm just there to work. I'm right. manual labor, and I'm cool with that. I'm totally yeah, cool yeah. with that. And then, uh, I've been, did you ever meet? Um, I don't think you ever met Micah, but he started this company, the CBD company called Leaf Organics, uh-huh. and they make like everything, like the they make CBD stuff that is in their hands from the time it's a seed until it's a processed oil or soap or uh, rub or whatever whatever it is huh. they're, they're making with CBD. They do it from, it's literally from the seed to the finished product. So it, everything is super, super, super clean. Like there's no chemicals ever. Right. Um, they have their own farms, their own processing facility, their own manufacturing. It's fucking awesome. Wow. So... Just trying to hustle, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I remember when I first met you, you were a, a team rep for Etnies. Yep, that was a long freaking time ago. Etnies was, gosh, that was like ten years ago. I think those were the days, though, because you would be like, "Dozer, what size shoe are you?" And I'd get like freaking thirty pairs of freaking shoes. Yeah, those are those days of the surf industry are gone. Gone. For people like me for everybody. Yeah, it's tough. I think now they don't. Um, and if you're not if you're not at the top level like Shane Kelly and you know there's a very select top group but i mean there was guys you remember there were guys that were making a lot of money just going on surf trips just going on surf trips dude and god bless them good for them yeah now you got guys like Seabass right now who doesn't even have a sponsor. He's in the top 10. He doesn't have a sponsor? Doesn't have a sponsor. Yeah, the surf world has changed. I mean, it's, I can't even I couldn't struggling. even He's like, "How am I going to get 
to the next contest. Luckily, the WSL has now said, hey, we're going to give you guys, just for showing up and placing in this contest, you get like 3500 bucks. Oh, really? Like yeah. appearance fee? Well, it's just, you know, say you come in last, you lose in the second round. So it's enough for your travel. It's enough for your travel. Wow, that's crazy. Seabass is in the top 10, no sponsor. Top 10, no sponsor. You know, Oakley's pre- pretty much dropped everybody. Really? Yeah. Um, and he was a big Oakley guy. Wow, um, that's... And nobody's hiring. Nobody wants to fork out the money. Yeah, it's it's a weird world, the surf industry. Super weird. Yeah, because those guys were balling. Some of those guys. I mean, there's guys that were making... I bet guys were making, you know, there's guys that are making probably 150 grand a year going on surf trips, oh, yeah. photo trips, and good for them. Yeah. And I mean, they're great surfers, but I don't think companies are paying for that anymore. No, no. And they weren't even on tour. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. And then you moved over to um, Skull Candy for a while. No, I went, first I went to Nixon. Oh, that's right. Then I went to Skull Candy, and then Skull Candy imploded. Yeah, and now I'm just on the mean streets trying to hustle. <laughs> trying to <laughs> well, hopefully I'm going to be able to put your ass to work. Yeah, put, man. put me to work. That'll I'll, be fun. I'll uh, I'll come drive. I'll drive any machine you let me get my hands on. Right, These things are fun. <laughs> well, like I said, when I first met you, um, it was through Shane, and you were working for Etnies, but you were also a boatman in Tavaru, and you know we were going down there, and at the time it was. So much fun because it was, you know, just me and you and Shane and Saxon and just down there having a freaking blast and watching you guys, you know, just as the boatman, just freaking killing it down there. Yeah, those days were, that was another, that was another world. Yeah. I can remember, I was telling Shane last night. And that was when it was private. Yeah, when it was private and I would throw temper tantrums. Literally get upset if my boat was full, which was 12 people. And I would be like, why don't you guys want to split up and surf separately? You came down, you didn't come down here to surf with the crowd. (laughs) And now it's like, if you get, I mean, and it does still happen. I was down there in last October and there was a bunch of sessions, even restaurant sessions where there was no one else. It was just us. Yeah. Well, the great thing about restaurants is you can sit there and look and see when it turns on yep. where everybody else has to show up in a boat yeah, and then check it out. And uh, so you can get restaurants by yourself a lot of the time. Yeah. Cloud break, you know, they look at the wind and the wind switches freaking every 15 minutes out there. Yeah. And you never know what you're going to freaking get. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's still amazing. And you know, the island yeah. now is like, it's nicer than... It's like the four seasons. Oh yeah, especially it's, with those new villas. Yeah, the villas. I mean, it's it's amazing. You show up on some tiny little island in the middle of the South Pacific and all of a sudden you're like, "Wait a minute, there's no cars. There's no I can walk from my house to the restaurant, eat whatever I want, amazing food, amazing drinks, walk around the island. Walk around the island in 15 minutes. And then when I go back to my room, it's like being at the Four Seasons. It's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. And you still feel all alone. Yeah. And if you surf or dive or fish, it's still amazing. I mean, the, di- the diving, spearfishing, rod and reel fishing yeah. is fucking world class. And then, you know, the surf, if you, you can go, you can surf with a little, with a little bit of a crowd 
or you just pick and choose your times. Like you said, you know, you're like, oh, look, the wind just died at cloud break and it's one in the afternoon. All the other boats are leaving in an hour. Yeah. I'm going to go at two. Yeah. 2.30. Yeah, because a lot of those boats have to come from the mainland. Yep. So they have a short time window. And the Fijians that are driving them are like, fuck, I don't want to be out here till 6. Right. I want to go home and eat and drink kava and relax. Do you remember back in the days when it was private, the Fijians, man, if any other boat would even come close to the island, they would just fully scrap with yeah, them? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. It was Eddie. Not, Eddie yeah. used to be gnarly about that. Eddie... Or there were some other guys that were even gnarlier that I don't think are around anymore, but they're like, I mean, I get it. You know, they're just protecting what was theirs. Yeah. And then I, it's all politics now, but yeah. whatever. It is what it is, and it's still a fucking amazing place. Well, the great thing is that we got to have it for so long. Yeah. As a private little deal. So you know? fortunate. So, so like, fortunate. I can remember, I, I have like, sessions in my head that were like there's a couple sessions with one especially with shane where he just i was ready to start drinking i'm like the wind's bad and then all of a sudden it turned and i see him grabbing boards i'm like what are you doing he's like it's it's perfect let's go yeah and i was like i looked at the wind i'm like oh man it might be and it was just me and him none of the guests wanted to go and it was unbelievable yeah just the two of us and you always have a photographer right there well we didn't have we didn't it was just me and him yeah i can't remember one of us drove one of us sat in the front of the boat and held the boards down anchored the boat and just i mean it was like it was almost spooky it was scary for me because no fijian it was scary for me because all of a sudden shane of course shane would always get the best wave that came in and then you'd see him get blown out in the channel, and he'd be, like, hooting and screaming, and then another set would come, and he'd be, like, yelling at you to go, and you're like, okay, I guess I got to go on this one. I hope I don't do something stupid. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, you know, I, I remember seeing Shane pull into some freaking bombs and just get freaking just so spit out. He comes out, and Shane's, like, the coolest, most mellowest dude but when he's getting spit out of bombs like that, dude, that adrenaline level, just his amp, just, rawr, he's literally like, rawr, coming out of these things. Yeah, he's. Ah, ah, and I'm he's just like, Whoa, yeah. Yeah, he's he's on another level. Yeah. On, on all, on, on and everything. I would say he's probably one of the best surfers to ever surf Cloudbreak. He's got that thing so wired. I think of all the people I've seen there, Shane, Kelly, Luke Egan. I got to say, Gabriel Medina's got it down. I don't know. I never surfed with him. But I've seen it. I've never surfed with him. Um, Mick Fanning. Yeah. The, those guys were probably the best I've seen out there. Roseman. Roseman, obviously. Yeah. Roseman's just, he's same like Shane, except for he's just always amped. Yeah. No matter what. And he's he's no joke out there. Like Always on his big red boards. On his red boards, taking off super deep. Like, yeah. He's paddling, and it doesn't, you're like, uh-oh, what's going to happen? And all the same, like you said, all of a sudden you see him get blown out in the channel. You're like, oh, God, now 
Now I got to go on the next one. Oh, shit. This is going to be scary. <laughs> and you know it's going to be bigger. Yeah. Now, I remember this one picture of you, and God damn, that thing was like 20, 25-foot face. Just huge. And you're standing at the bottom, so freaking calm and relaxing. It reminded me of that photo of Conan Hayes um, that they had yeah. in the office, and he's standing back and looking back up. That The reason I got that way was because of Conan because like it was maybe a year before or two years before I was there during that Conan swell uh-huh. and I pushed out. I was like, fuck, I don't know about this. Right. And that picture doesn't even do it justice. And there, Pat, it was Conan. I don't know who else was there to be honest. I don't remember, but Conan, like he was not scared. Yeah. He just went on everything and he made all those waves and then a couple years later, there was another swell like that. And I was like, I was nervous. And we didn't have any kind of those flotation or whatever. And we went out there. And I still to this day, Kelly talks about it because it was his tow board that I used. Mm. That was I saw it. I was like, oh, this thing looks pretty amazing. And he was telling, he kept telling me how good it was when he was there before. And it was in the office. So he threw it in the boat. And um, I think... I can't remember who else was towing. Someone else was towing and they got a couple waves. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, I got to redeem myself from that Conan swell. Right. And I switched the, I switched it to goofy foot and I can't remember. I think Shane might've driven me. Ah. Shane might've been driving. And I remember he dropped me off on a couple and I, it was, I thought it was pretty darn big, and then I I got that photo. I was like, "Whoa!" I was pretty stoked. Oh, it's huge! I'm gonna I'm gonna have that photo posted in the website so people can see that photo because, dude, that thing's so legit. But I towed it. You know, I did. Nowadays, guys are paddling that all day long. I was right. Whatever. I I'm I was pretty stoked, and then Kelly found out I was riding his board. He wasn't there, <laughs> and I think he drilled out the goofy foot plugs so we couldn't use it anymore. Ah. But that board was pretty amazing. Well, that's one of the good things about being on Tavarua is um, everybody has a little locker yep. under the berets. And so boards are just stashed in there. Well, you're going to break boards like it's going out of style. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, well, hey, uh, Kelly's not here. You know he's going to bring a whole nother quiver when he comes back. Maybe we can break this lock right here and yeah, grab I, a I think Kelly has a VIP locker somewhere. I don't even know where his is. Right. Me and Shane share a locker and I, I know he has, last time I was there, I went to the locker. He probably had, I don't know how many, he has a lot of boards in there. Yeah, I still have boards down there. And I I think I only have three or four boards left in there. And I feel like now, like I look at them and they're like, they're old. I'm like, whoa, this board looks weird. Right. But I rode them. I rode one on the last trip I went down there. I pulled one out and rode it like 6'2 or something. And it was good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing how much the board shapes change throughout these years. You know, now look at what Kelly's making. You know, yeah. with these Slater design boards, they're, they're almost uh, like thumb thumb tips yep. instead of the pointed tops anymore and um yeah it's all the rockers are different all the bottoms. everything's super shorter yeah yeah kelly's a freak yeah because i remember going there one year um and i was riding uh Tocoros. and uh and then all of a sudden i started riding some of these firewires and i spent the next year just riding firewires right riding all these different firewires and I was like, okay, shit, I'm preparing for Tavarua again. So I order a whole quiver from freaking um, Tokoro, 
and I get all the boards there. And I was like, holy shit, I can't sit up. They're too thin, you know, because now I'm yeah. riding wider boards. And I'm like, these are like freaking needles under yeah. me. And I can't ride them, you know. And I had to start searching for wider boards. And Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really weird. I've, I've only gotten one of Kelly's boards, and it's pretty, it's pretty damn good. They're really good. I, I rode, I borrowed one and rode it, and I was like, I got to get one of these. And I went, to, I just went to the surf shop. I was just going to buy one. Right. And they didn't have them. And I, I searched everywhere. And finally, I sent Kelly a text, and I was just like, hey, what do I got to do to get, I can't, I got a sci-fi. And, That's a rad board. And I can't remember how long it is. It's. I want to say six zero. No, it's shorter than that. Oh, five ten. It's like a five ten or five nine or something. Yeah. And uh, and I can't. He was such a smart ass. He was just. He was like, oh, you got to post a picture of yourself doing this, like some stupid stuff. I'm like, I'm like, forget it. I'll just go buy one. (laughs) And then he uh, he's like, no, just he's like, go to the factory. I told him to put one aside for you, and they gave me a good guy price. And yeah, he loves you, dude. He yeah, you know, he'll take care of you. Yeah, no, he's a he's a great guy. Yeah, he loves talking shit. Oh, dude, he's one of the biggest shit talkers. And if you're able to talk shit right back with him, you're right in there. All all he wants to do, I hope he listens to this too, because he doesn't. I don't know what his true opinions are, Uh but he. Most people know where I on what side of the fence I stand on a lot of issues. Uh-huh. And Kelly, he just will stir the pot with me, oh, just that. to stir the pot, and then I'll I'll like send him a private message like, "Hey, do you really think that?" And he'll be like, "No." What, what? <laughs> I'm just like, "You asshole." Dude, he's one of the biggest trolls on social media. He's awesome, dude. He just trolls everybody, and then he just throws out all kinds of fucked up freaking comments out there. Yeah, and same thing. And people are like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, no, he's awesome about that. Yeah, it's it's you're not getting the you can't. I mean, fuck, that's the problem with the world. People just social media becomes everything, right? And we have all these snowflakes out there that are just freaking um, full on just. You know, freaking out about you can't say this, you can't say that. Yeah, it's 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 fucked up. You know, you can't say retarded. You're a fucking retard, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. It's, uh, I mean, but you know, that's you grew up where the it was the home for the mentally retarded. You know, really is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how could I, you not? I, I just my opinion is like I don't give a shit. I, I say whatever the fuck. Yeah, I don't faggot, freaking retard, whatever. Yeah, I don't. Know? I don't care. You can. I, I mean, don't care. It is. It is what it is. But. These like when people get offended, like you can't say that. Like why not? Have you ever seen a faggot retard or re- <laughs> retarded faggot? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> if the hardware the hardware doesn't match. <laughs> Too funny. Um, shit, no, but uh, you know, speaking of freaking that photo, dude, that wave was so freaking rad. Yeah, I was. I won't lie. I was terrified. Yeah, I but I knew. But I knew Survey was in the boat. Yeah. So I had to kind of pose like I wasn't scared. Survey is the man, and one of the coolest cats around too. I haven't seen Tom in a long time. I yeah. miss that guy. I talked to him a couple of months ago, and uh, yeah, he's st- he was still up on the North Shore doing stuff. Um, you know, even his business got struck. The magazines are gone. 
Yeah, that's every, what I was going to say. Like, that's why, like, normally, like, back in the day, like, you would know, like, about Seabass's situation or whatever. Right. But I couldn't even tell you who was on the cover of the last Surfer magazine. I couldn't tell you who was on the light cover of the last 10 Surfer magazines. I, yeah. I haven't seen one in forever. I don't remember seeing them anymore. Yeah. Used to see them at Safeway and everywhere, and now you don't see them. Gone. The only magazine we get around here is Free Surf. That's a electronics thing, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, we don't get that in California, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's the world is different, man. The and the magazines, I don't think they, I don't think they wanted to change. Yeah, you know, surfing's gone, Transworld's gone. What didn't we used to have another one too? Surfing, Surfer, Transworld, Surfer Journal. I think Surfer's Journal's still out there because it's one of those things that came out every few months. Yeah, it's quarterly, and they and it costs like fifteen bucks. It's more like a coffee table book. Yeah, exactly. Um, sir, I think Surfer Magazine is still around. Yeah, but I don't see it. But, you know, I, I talked to a lot of guys, like Survey, to Brian Bielman. Um These are some of the greatest photographers, photographers ever on the planet. And uh, these guys are struggling, you know. Yeah. Bielman comes over here. I've done a couple of podcasts with him. And, you know, now he's taking photos for Red Bull, for triathletes. Fuck whatever and it takes. Whatever it takes. Bielman's a hustler. Like, all, all those guys are in... They're, I mean, like you said, they're amazing photographers, but they just got caught up in this world of where, like, net, kind of, you know, like cameras. The cameras, like, even the camera on your phone is so good. Yeah. You, I mean, survey would freak out if I said this, but I mean, if a kid buys a really expensive camera setup and learns how to set it up, yeah. they can get lucky and get a shot. Yeah, and anybody's doing it now, and yeah. you can get cameras on eBay and Amazon and just freaking go out there and. You go to Pipeline now, it's freaking 200 photographers Yeah, just on the beach. There's probably 500 lenses at all times pointing at Pipeline, not just freaking photographers, but now you got surf cams, and the surf cams are so high def. Like, I, I saw Healy post some photos just off, off Surfline. Really? And the pictures, he's like, look at this barrel of me on the right, and Surfline picked it up. Ha, ha. You know, and it was yeah, super I, rad. Yeah, no, it's everything's changing. And drones. And drones. But, I mean, it's the guys like, the guys that are going to, ch- the guys that change with it and, and are willing to do other stuff. Like, you can't be a, a surf photographer forever now, you know? Like like you said, Billman's doing stuff for Red Bull, triathlons, whatever. I went on a trip with him. Him and who else went? Wassel went. I don't think Healy went. A couple, uh, Hank Gaskell, maybe. We went on this boat trip down to Mexico and Bielman and was like surfing and spearfishing. Mm. And Bielman was shooting. He would like, when there was surf and, you know, like everyone would go surf, he'd shoot surf photos. When there wasn't, he'd shoot scenics. He'd shoot fishing photos. He'd yeah. shoot diving photos. Like he was like, he just made, he just made images. Like, you know, like it's more like, I think those guys, like Tom and, and Brian and a lot of those other guys, they just have a really good eye. Right. And they're like, whoa, that'd be an awesome photo. So they shoot it. Just like the photo that Tom Survey did of Tavarua with a reef popping up yep. and all the colors. And yep. it's like one of the most iconic photos around. Literally iconic. Like, you know, and I bet you so many people have tried to copy that photo. Like, where's that spot? Everyone has. And 
but Tom's photo still, you know, going strong. It's so going strong. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and um, it gets sold over and over and over. Every time somebody comes to Tavarua, somebody wants to buy that thing and they order it. I hope they pay him for it. Yeah, I hope so too. I think it goes directly through Tom. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's he's still living in California, just cruising, single dude, rides his bike all over San Clemente and. Yeah, good for him. Good old yeah. survey. Yeah. He's always fun to hang out with. He's such a cool cat. But Bielman, he told me he went down to um, somewhere off Tahiti or Tonga. Tonga he was. And uh, he was filming all the humpback whales. See, like that type that of stuff. Was rad. So awesome. Yeah. And those guys, like, they're so good in the water. You know, like, there's a, like, they're, they know how to, get in the water and shoot and mm-hmm. you know like it's it's not it's a different deal when there's like waves trying to kill you but if they're just trying to film a 100 foot whale and perfectly water that's as clear as the air and perfectly blue like those guys are they're gonna nail it oh yeah oh yeah and tiger sharks and yeah whatever they don't care yeah fuck that shit Let, leave that shit for them oh yeah I watched this movie the other day called The Reef on Netflix or something like that Amazon's got its own version of like Netflix yeah and so I was I think it was on that and uh, these people their boat capsized and they're like there's no land in sight but the one Aussie guy was like I know where the current's going and it's going back there's an island there and if we swim for 10 to 12 hours with a current, we're going to be on the island. Well, uh, it wasn't 10 to 12 hours. They were all swimming, just getting picked off by this one great white. <laughs> all the way to, I don't want to do a spoiler here, but hey, everybody got picked off except for the one hot chick with the big tits. And Obviously. She, and she got saved and stuck on the island. Apparently, it was a true story. I don't know, but... Yeah, they all just got picked off one after another, man. Yeah, fuck it. Those, those things happen, I guess. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, uh, the fucking, the Hazza twins. The Hazza twins. The Why? Matt Huey's guys. Yeah, yeah. They had a fucking gnarly one. Their boat sank out off the Gold Coast somewhere. Really? Their fishing boat. And they swam for like 10 hours through gnarly shark-infested waters. What? Yeah. Had to sleep on some tiny island with nothing on it freezing their asses off and then um i want to say they got up and swam to another island where there was a resort i was like the harringtons because they they knew there were beers there fuck probably they're probably probably fucking so pissed their fucking boat sank because i know there's a bunch of beer on that (laughs) they're the fucking best you see you see how they treat their boat man they're like freaking jumping waves and they're the best man those guys are so so good fucking hang out with they're so good yeah they're fucking awesome and midget (laughs) uh yeah fuck what's his what's his real name um um Oh, fuck. Why am I blanking on his name? I know. I'm blanking right now, too. The guy, all the guys, like, um, there's this guy, Joel Scott. Yep. Joel's the bomb. I um, love Joel. Uh, there, there's another guy. Um, Joel always hooks me up with all my freaking mad hooey shit. So yeah, shout out. Yeah. They're fucking, they're the best. You go to Australia, they're fucking, like, they just see you. They're like, oh, fucking do a shoey. Fucking shoey, mate. I love it. I fucking love those guys. <laughs> they did, they did a, uh, on their recent Instagram post, it's this hot chick with big giant tits 
They're holding the tits. Another chick's trying to give it. I saw that. Shooting. I saw that. Yeah, it's fucking great. That was so good. They're so fucking. They run so it good. so hot. They were like, "This is last night." <laughs> I went. I last time I was on the Gold Coast. Maybe it was the last time. I don't know. I was there a couple of years ago, and I saw one of them. And they're like, "Hey, you better be at the photo shoot tomorrow at one." My photo shoot. They're like, "Yeah, just go to the commune." That hotel. Right. That's where I stayed. And I was like, okay, yeah. Like, I didn't have anything to do, and the waves were shitty. And so I just went over there. You know, like, I was like, you know, I didn't even know if they were going to let me in. I'm like, man, these guys don't really know me, you know. And I walk in, and they're just, like, beers flowing, like, naked chicks in the pool. I'm just like, and they hoisted, that. they had that old little, their shitty boat, the tiniest one, right. the original one. <laughs> the little think, skiff. Yeah, I think they hoisted it into the pool. Like, it was nuts. Like, Stuff that you would never get away with here. I was like, fuck, these guys are doing it right. And I think they're killing it. They're absolutely killing it. They're having big parties every week at the commune. Yeah, as they, they should be. Yeah, they freaking said, Dozer, stay here. And they got me in the room there. Best room there is. Dude, it's the one right above the club. Yeah. Oh, yeah, where my literally my balcony is over the pool and the club. Dude, it's going all night long. Boom, boom. Shit, there is no sleeping here, man. Yeah, not so they want to go to sleep. Yeah, they're fucking you better party. Yeah, those guys are fucking. They're they're amazing, and I don't know if you ever watch fucking uh, uh, Formula One or MotoGP. Like all fucking those guys are doing shoeys when they win now. I know everybody's doing a shoey. It's fucking they, it's, and it's the fucking it's all the Aussie guys. Like, <laughs> what's the Aussie F one um, guy? Uh, he's like one of the best Formula One drivers. Yeah, and he wins a lot. Well, you see, though, you got the prime minister of Australia doing shoeys. No. Yeah. They po- they posted that. The That's prime amazing. minister just doing a shoey. Yeah, mate. That's amazing. It's so fucking good. <laughs> and the Hawaiians are trying to copy it with slippers. How are they doing that? Well, you just kind of bend the slipper like a taco and then... Do it that way. Oh man, uh, I don't. I don't think that's gonna. Hawaiian Chewy. Fuck. Yeah, those guys are. They're so. It's so fun to go to Oz. I love Oz. Yeah, it's the best place. And the Gold Coast is just. Oh my god, it's going nuts right now. I think. I, I think fun. the uh, contest is on today. Contest is on. Actually, it comes. Yeah, it's on right now. And they're at Deba in Deba. No, they switched it to to Snapper today. Did they? They yeah. got enough sand in there. I don't know what the problem was, but I just, I saw something on online this morning when I was just waking up. Well, it was doing, like they were the storms that they've had have ripped all the sand off the point and uh, pushes it down around the corner. To around D-Bot. the corner, no, because Debaugh sits up high on the point around yeah. the point, and Snapper comes down here and then into Kira and then Palm Beach and all those yeah, yeah. areas, and uh, so they have to take all that sand out of there, bring it back to the point. How do they do that? They have these big freaking ships that come in there and dredge it out. Bullshit. Freaking pump it. You'll see. You live in Oceanside now. Yeah. So you're going to see that all the time. I mean, I've seen the dredge up there before. Yeah. They come out of the harbors and they dredge all the sand because the sandals start getting built up in the harbor. Yeah. Harbors. Blocks the harbor. Yeah. Right. So they have to dredge all that kind of stuff out and then they go drop it off. Like, you know where the rock is? Yeah. It, so they'll start dropping it off all out there. But they have like a pipe that pumps it out. That pumps it out because yeah. it's all stored inside. Oh, inside that ship barge inside thing? The big giant ship barge. Fuck. Yeah. yeah it's, well, the, it's, it's pretty said, cool. And then it pumps it right back out into the beaches. It said it, it, said it was going, going to Snapper, but 
fuck, uh, who knows? Like those guys, that place is so fun. It's so much fun. Yeah, it says it's on. It says it's still on hold on my phone, but yeah, the last I saw it said three o'clock, and it's four o'clock now. Now it says five o'clock. Okay, that's all right. But yeah, because right after this podcast, we're actually going to go up to Shane's house. Eat some. Uh, hold on, let me grab <laughs> No, I've got a cocktail right here. Um, yeah, eat some. Uh, eat some of that amazing Hawaiian venison. Hawaiian uh, axis deer. Oh my god. Do this stuff so rad. I'm actually going to Maui next week for a couple of days of deer hunting. I heard uh I'm excited. I heard on Maui I want to say Billy Camper was telling me Billy's from Maui, right? Yep. He was telling me, he's like, you can go shoot them on a golf course. Oh yeah. Dude, they're everywhere. I mean, they're not easy to shoot with a bow and arrow, but no, no. You guys have shot a bunch. Lots of them. But he said, "There's." He's like, "There's so many, and I guess there's guys that that's their job. Yeah, to they get do them off eradic- the golf course. Yeah, they just do eradications every night. They just drive around the outside with with freaking rifles, spotlights, and rifles. How do we? How do we get some? Well, I'm gonna go shoot some, so I'll send some over. No, I mean, how do we get some a herd of them? A herd." Over on this island? Or on in California. Well, I don't know about California. They might have some in California, for all you know. In Texas and Florida, yeah. dude, the whole south is littered with them. Wild or they're like escaped? From- well, they're wild now because they're escaped. People brought them in on their like big properties. They brought them in on the giant ranches. They don't take care of the fences or big storms come through or a tree falls over the fence. And they're gone. Boom, they're gone, man. Exotics. Yeah, is what they call them, and because axis deer originally come from India, and uh, but they have tons of different exotics like fallow deer and kudu and whatever. As soon like as weird African animals, and weird stuff. African animals, black bucks, um, and all these animals, man, they're they're you can hunt them three hundred sixty five days a year anywhere because they're exotics. Um, Hawaii is awesome because. It's just 365 days a year anyway. You know, they're all invasive. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. The, I mean, the, the pig situation in Hawaii is out of control. Oh, how many pigs did we see in the last two days? I mean, fucking shitload. Yeah. More than, uh, I mean, I, yeah, they're just, I guess Texas is pretty bad. They're flying around in helicopters. You can pay a couple grand and shoot them with machine guns. And we'll probably end up doing that if we go to Austin. Yeah, I mean, I got to say that would be—that's not hunting. That would be fun just to yeah. fly out of the hel- flying the helicopter. But yeah, I—I I don't even know what they. I think they just leave them, huh? I think they. No, I think I'm sure they they pick them up from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of places that you know will buy those hogs Uh-oh. because they're um, and they've got a lot of USDA guys there. So they they see the kill, they see the processing of the animal. That's the important thing. And um, so, like over here for us to try and get USDA approval on our axis deer or pigs, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The amount of money it costs to have a USDA guy here is but ridiculous. it's the I I got to say the axis deer. It's I'm excited to go eat some. Oh, it's the best meat ever. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's not gamey at all. It's like the most tender. Cut it with a fork. Just wow, it's butter. Ugh. it's sweet. So good. Yummy. What do those things eat? 
Um, everything, dude. Guava, pineapples, avocados, mangoes, oh, that's what they're eating. lychee, freaking you know. No wonder they're so fucking good. Yeah, persimmons on Maui. They have persimmon farms, and they, that's like crack to them. No wonder they're so fucking good. And then grass, of course, too. Yeah. So they believe it or not, they prefer, you see all the like the nice green rolling areas, and you're like, oh my god, this is like the perfect. They actually like the dry stuff better. Really? Yeah. It's better for their gut. What the dried up grass? The dried up grass. Wow! I didn't than know the that. green grass. And of course, if they find any fruit they're or vegetable, dude, they're all over it. Maui's got massive farms out there, and they're just everywhere. Just like the pigs here, they want to be in the mac nuts. Yeah. That's like crack for them, you know. It's like crack for me. Mac nuts are amazing. Yeah. Have you ever tried to crack a mac nut? No. Dude, it's like one of the hardest nuts to crack. <laughs> if you, seriously, <laughs> besides our own nuts. But um, no, it's one of the hardest nuts to crack. And these pigs, they put them in their mouth. You could hear them rolling around in their mouth, finding that spot, and then... Like, like they eat them like sunflower seeds, just like... Oh, yeah. Dude, it would like shatter your teeth. Yeah. Absolutely shatter your teeth. Plus, we don't have the jaw pressure to poundage to crack one of those things. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll, you know, like I ate this morning, I ate a cinnamon roll with mac nuts on top. Was, Again? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fucking delicious. <laughs> Big old coffee, mac nuts, cinnamon roll. Fuck. Every day, I'd be a fat fuck if I lived here. Right. I had um, eggs with uh, cheese, Mexican blended cheese. Uh, Diced green chili peppers, um, refried beans, and uh, carnitas, pork. That's fucking pretty good too. That's Dude, it was bringing nuts. the bringing the Mexican to the Big Island. I like it. Oh yeah, oh Mexican food's so freaking good. It's the best. It's so good, and especially if you're doing pork. Yeah, well, especially when you grew up ten minutes from the border, and right. I I think at home I eat Mexican food every one meal a day for sure. Yeah, what's your favorite place? Roberto's, Juanitas. Um, fuck it. I used to always eat Roberto's. There's a couple good Roberto's. There's, um... The one in Del Mar. The best Roberto's, I think, is the one in, uh, Solana Beach. Uh-huh. Best California burritos. Yeah. Um... And they're huge. They're the big carne asada burritos. Carne asada, french fries, oh. sour cream, guacamole. I used to always get the machaca yeah. in the mornings. Chalk and eggs, so good. Uh, so good. But I would go to the one that was in Del Mar on, uh, what is it, Carmel Valley Road right there? Mm-hmm. Um, right before you get to Torrey Pines, yep. the North Beach yep, there. Yep. And uh, that was always my favorite go-to or Juanita's right there at Lucadia. Yeah, there's um, there's a couple good. There's like um, down in Pacific Beach, there's Los Dos. Los yeah. Dos Pedros. Yeah. They got a couple. They're fucking good. Yeah. Fuck, you can't go wrong. You seriously can't go wrong. As long as it looks a little bit shady, like like it's tiny, like the cash register's right next to the stove, you're like, okay, this place is legit. Yeah. <laughs> if it's super clean and shiny, you're like, yeah, I don't know about these guys. Right. But yeah, fuck. Oh, Probably gringos right there. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Fucking gringos shouldn't cook Mexican food. No. I mean, not for others. No. For ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, dude, you have gone through some shit in your life. You know, you started hanging out with Travis Pastrana 
And, uh, you know, I don't know how all this stuff went down where you guys decided you're going to start freaking um, base jumping and jumping off freaking uh, radio towers at 4 o'clock in the morning before the freaking sun came up yeah. so the cops can't find you. And, 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 you know, I remember when you started parachuting over Tavarua. Yeah, and you got such a good photo of that. That'll be on the website as well, too. But yeah, but I started. That was actually fuck. I don't know. I don't remember my. I racked my brain, and my memory's not that good. <laughs> but I started skydiving, and then my goal was, I was like, fuck. I want to do fifty skydives, right? And then, then I want to jump on a Tavarua. And then, little did I know, when I started that whole process, like. A parachute, the thing that you put on your back is like $10,000. Oh, wow. So, you know. I had, Every time you jump. No, just that piece of equipment. Okay. The total cost for everything in, stuffed into that backpack and right. the backpack is like ten grand ish Right. But, you know, it's worth it so you don't die. Uh-huh. And then once I started doing that, then I was like, whoa, this base jumping thing looks pretty cool. Right. And through Travis... I met Eric Rohner, who told me, he was like, oh, you want to learn to base jump? How many skydives do you have? And at the po- that point, I probably had, I don't know, 150 or something. Uh-huh. And I was like, he's like, yeah, okay, get a few more and I'll teach you. Like 50 more? Yeah, something yeah. like that. I don't know. <laughs> and so he he taught me to base jump. And he's a fucking great teacher and... um. You know, fuck. He, he he was fucking. He was super meticulous. Like he's a great teacher. He fucking every the first. I don't know exactly how many base jumps I have. Probably around ninety or a hundred. I'd guess. I remember when you started saying, "Hey, freaking, I'm jumping off a radio tower." Yeah, that that was my my first base jump was a was a big radio tower. I think I've done like. It was like in Bakersfield or something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like 10, 10 or 12 off those big antennas. But the thing that sucks How is... How tall are those? 13, 12? No, 15, a couple thousand feet. feet. Yeah. Oh, a couple thousand. But you have to climb them. <clears throat> How long does it take for you to climb them? Like three, four hours? Well, it takes me a couple hours. Travis and Roner, those guys are gnarly. Like The first one they climbed in... The first one I did, it took me like two and a half hours. And they climbed it in like an hour and 15 minutes. Wow. And they were at the top yelling at me, come on, you pussy, hurry up. Get up or get down. You, we got to go. No, it's one thing when you're jumping out of an airplane, but climbing up something that you know you're going to have to jump off, is that a little bit more scary? Well, the fucking climb is scarier than the jump. Right. Yeah, it's fucking horrifying. And then... Are you clipped? No. As you're going? No. No? But you're kind of inside of it. Right. It's kind of like a cage around you. But if you fall, you're dead. Right. For sure. There's, I mean, you're not living. You're going to be pieces. Right. But those were pretty, I say pretty safe. I mean, a lot can go wrong that you have to be aware of, but the height is your friend, and you're able to get away from the antenna. So, right. you know, hopefully if something goes wrong, you're not going to hit it. Well, you're obviously, once you get up to the top, you're going to feel which way the wind's going, and you're going to jump away from it with the wind, right? Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. that's what I would think. And and it just depends where you're going to land too. Right. Like some of them, some of them, 
you don't have a good landing area on one side, mm-hmm. so you got to jump on the other side. If the wind's bad there, you like uh, you you want ideally you would want no wind, right? But I was I was always pretty fortunate on those. And then I went to Europe with Eric a couple times, and we jumped some big cliffs there, like two three thousand foot cliffs. Mm-hmm. That it's almost like skydiving, and they're so high, right? But when you're base jumping, you only you have a little bit different setup than skydiving, where you don't have an emergency one. So if something goes wrong with your first one, you have to fix it. Ah. And then, as you know, I had an accident. <laughs> I was I was in Idaho jumping off the uh, Prime Bridge, Twin Falls, Idaho. Right. And it's a 500 foot bridge, and there's some really gnarly guys. That 500 feet is nothing, bro. That's like bungee jumping. I bungee jumped at. My first bungee jump was 300 feet, and that was off a crane. Yeah, but yeah, but it in the grand scheme of things, this 500 foot bridge is low. I mean, 500 feet is low-ish, but you, if something goes wrong, you're not going to hit anything because uh-huh. it's a bridge, right? And water, and there's water underneath you, so concrete. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, people have died there, definitely. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, if you have an off heading opening or you got, you're real twisted up, you got time to untwist. And, right. I mean, there's really gnarly guys. This guy, Miles Dasher, this other guy, Sean Chuma, they do like quad flips off it. Wow. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're pros, you know, yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands of base jumps. But we were there jumping and we, I did, I don't know, we probably did that trip. I, I don't know. I maybe did 15 jumps in like three days there. Uh-huh. And then Travis invited me. He's like, hey, we're going to try and do all because B-A-S-E, building, antenna, span, which is a bridge, and then E, earth, which is jumping off the cliff. Uh-huh. He's like, we're going to try and do all four letters in in base jump. in 48 hours. Right. So we since we were already at the bridge, we already had S. Then we were going to drive to Utah jump this cliff for the E and then on the way we're going to drive to Vegas. There's a big antenna that you can jump. It's out in the middle of nowhere on the way to Vegas. We're going to jump that. And then Travis had some hookup and hopefully we're going to jump off the palms. Oh, wow. And I, he was like, he's like, you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and so we went from Idaho to Utah. We drove, jumped off the cliff. I ate shit. So I didn't get to do the other two. <laughs> well, let's talk about this eating shit, okay? <laughs> Wait a sec. You're base jumping. You jump off a freaking cliff. You, you eat shit. What the fuck happened? How come you're still alive? I don't know. Because how high was the cliff? <clears throat> the cliff was low, 300 feet. Oh. But my parachute came out. It was just... It was, I've seen the video. Yeah, it was 180. So it flew me immediately back into the cliff. And it looked like it twisted on you. Yeah. Because you were trying to pull it back, and but before you could yeah, do it, anything, you were in the club. As it came out, it it just it happens all the time, skydiving. It's not a big deal. You can untwist yourself. Right. But it came out twisted, and I just you saw the video, just a second or two. Yeah. I hit the cliff the first time, and then another time, and then another time. And then, the and then it was just bouncing. Then it was lights out. Yeah. And uh, I miraculously, besides having a fucking head injury that – it's amazing I fucking even remember anything. Yeah. I only I broke three ribs and my scapula and that was it. Wow. 
But then Cause it looked like you took quite a tumble, dude. And you were only wearing a pair of you look like what you're dressed right now. Yeah, board a shirt. white t shirt and a freaking gray pair of shirt, shorts. Yeah. So lucky. So lucky. Yeah. But uh yeah, but then the weird thing was, as you know, when they got me to the hospital, <clears throat> at some point they found that I had an unrelated heart condition. Right. That was a hundred percent fatal if not fixed. Yeah, and they. So it was. A, it was kind of a blessing in disguise. What, it wasn't even in disguise. Full on blessing. Yeah. And so, as I when I reco- as I recovered from the head injury from the base jump, I had to. I when I came back to like, I mean, because I was a mess. I didn't even know who I was. Right. And I still to this day don't. I remember right before I hit the ground, and then I have no memory for a month. Uh huh. But as I was coming back to, like, I remember, like, I remember Travis visiting me at my house. I remember a few other people visiting me. Do you remember when I came and visited you? No. Really? Did you? Yeah. No. Wow. I have no memory of that. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. Are you fucking with me right now? I swear to God. No. no I, I don't. I don't remember. Wow. I remember Travis. I remember. I remember this girl who's a coach at the gym where I was working out this fucking race car builder guy that I know mm. like that's re- really like no memory wow and yeah because I remember I remember when I came and saw you you were pretty scrambled yeah I was fucking I was fucking I literally like I would and depressed yeah I was out of it I fucking don't I don't remember like I literally have a month that's black yeah. And then it's it kind of came back in a little fuzzy. But as I was getting clear-headed, like my first really clear memory, like they took me to the hospital and I was getting checked up for something. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Right. And they're making me do all these weird tests, like just to see if my brain was working. And I was like, what? And I'm like, what? why are you making me do these tests? And then I looked and the guy was a heart doctor. And then I was really confused, and he started explaining. He's like, well, you have this aortic aneurysm that's on the road to bursting. If it bursts, you die. Fuck. And I was like, well, how do we fix it? You know how doctors are. He was like, oh, we just cut your chest open, stop your heart, take that piece off, put a new piece on, close you back up, you'll be good to go. Huh. And I, I, the one thing I remember is my, my exact words were, fuck that, I'm not having open heart surgery. I said that right to the doctor. And he started laughing. He's like, dude, you got six months to live tops. You're going to fucking die. You have no offense or buts, but yeah, it's you're, happening. You're getting this surgery or you're dead. And fuck, I was like, then I was really depressed. Yeah. But they did the surgery and fucking A, man. I, that was way, that was a thousand times worse than anything I've ever been through. Yeah. Like just so fucking scary and weird and like thinking you're going to die. Yeah. But then, you know, like come out on the other side and I didn't know if I would be able to like sit around and fucking drink beer and, you know, like I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And there's a kid on the East Coast. Fuck, I, I'm blanking on his name. His name's Mike something. Mike, fuck, I should fucking, I don't know. I'll remember as soon as we stop doing this. Right. Who's He's had a bunch of heart surgeries. And I called him because I heard he'd had a bunch of heart surgeries and he's he told me, he's like, He's like, dude, you're going to get through it. Two weeks out, you're going to be super bummed. A month after, 
you're going to start feeling pretty good. Two months after, you'll occasionally start forgetting that you had that done. He's like, in six months, you won't even think about it. Wow. He's like, after a year, you'll just, it'll be like just in the past. And he was exactly right. Right. And it was fucking, it was gnarly, man. But, yeah. but you, you were also still going through the head trauma too. Yeah. And, um, and I remember that, you know, going through two different major freaking things at the same time, you know, there was a lot of freaking shit going on. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking shit going Especially on. Especially when you got a little fucking dumb little rat brain like me that's just rattling around in my head. Oh, yeah. It yeah, was literally rattled. Yeah. When I saw you, you were rattled, dude. I, I was rattled for fucking a long time. And the crazy thing was, and since we're on a podcast, hopefully someone's listening, that fucking donated to my thing. Like I, this guy, this guy Jason Kimball in Utah started this GoFundMe thing right. for me. After the base jumping accident, because my insurance, um, I wish I could remember the name of my insurance that I had. There was a clause. If there's a parachute or an aircraft involved, you're not covered. How fucked up is that? So, yeah. So they fucking, I had no coverage. And then he started this GoFundMe thing. Yeah. You thought you had a really good insurance thing at the time. And because of him, Travis Pastrana, Mick Fanning, like all, like any, all of us, everybody. But people that people that had huge followings, right, got behind it and started pushing it. My hospital bills from Utah were like basic fifty thousand dollars. No, I think my hospital bills from Utah were like ninety grand. Yeah, just nine days there. I mean, I guess ten thousand dollars a day. That's not that good, but yeah. But it covered. Almost all of that, like I had to pay like six thousand out of pocket, which I was right. happy to pay. Right, and then on the GoFundMe thing, because it doesn't, it just it'll say Bob Johnson gave you fifty bucks, right? But it doesn't give you their phone number or their email, right? And some of them, a lot of them are anonymous. Yeah, so I put a post on the GoFundMe thing, like, "Hey, here's my personal email. Right, please send me your contact info. I'd like to thank everyone personally." And like two people sent me their emails. I was like, yeah. I'm like, fuck, man. I want to say thanks to everyone. So I, I mean, I posted stuff like trying yeah. to say thanks. But if you're out there, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah, there's a lot of people that love you, man. Well, they're probably that want to see you around. You know, and um, it, and you freak us out still all the fucking time, dude. What do you mean? You're killing us. I don't do anything on anymore. social media. I know that, but still, every once in a while, you fucking post something. Like you just jumped out of a fucking airplane or off a tower. I don't do and that anymore. I don't every, base jump anymore. Yeah, but every one of us over here in Hawaii are going, oh, my God, did Brandon just fucking jump again? And I'm having to tell everybody, no, 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 he's See, that's that's the good thing. That's that's the thing about social media now. It's like yeah. <clears throat> I can't remember who posted it. So You know Hugh Foster. Yeah. Fuck, he's awesome. Love Hugh. He's the best. I think it was him that posted it. And it was something when, I don't know if you remember, like maybe like a month ago, Instagram had some hiccup in their fucking, in the matrix. And Instagram was off for like half a day. Yeah. Because I remember I was like, I'm, you know, like it, it will usually send me a notification if someone like looks at my photo or whatever. Uh-huh. Nothing. And I was getting nothing. So I went to my Instagram. I was like, huh. And there was photos that I hadn't posted that it was like pulling up from my fucking 
from my photos on my phone. It was like the weirdest thing. I was like, what the fuck? And then when it all came back, Hugh Foster posted, I think it was Hugh. I hope it was Hugh posted something that was like, Instagram's down. You're not a model anymore. <laughs> and like, fuck, think about all those Instagram chicks. They're just, fuck, they probably melted. Dying. Literally. Their whole lives. Seriously. Seriously, dude. It's crazy. It's what, what Instagram has freaking done, you know, and the crazy thing is, you know, a lot of people believe that that's how these people live their lives. And they believe that they're making so much freaking money because they have so many freaking followers and so many fucking likes. Yeah. You know, and it's all fake and a fucking facade. Yeah. You know, and a lot of those followers and likes are bought. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. But you can, but it's fun to like decoy people. Like in, in California, like when the surf's dog shit. Right. You post jo- a picture. Jo- Jojo of- Roper's the best at it. He'll post a picture of home, like where we live, and the way, and he'll post a crazy perfect one, like snuck a good one in today, and people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> Ah, where's this guy? Like some random set, full like fucking fake out. And then I started doing it, like post a, a an old photo from Fiji, like fucking waves were so fun today. And people were like, like my, I'll start getting text messages. Where are you? Where'd you go? I'm just like, fuck, it's crazy. Like, it's so crazy. It's the only way to talk to some people. Now speaking of talking to people, I talked to Saxon earlier. Yeah, and um. Saxon wanted me to ask you. Let's see, where's uh, oh shit? Oh yeah. Um, he said, "Ask Brandon if uh, when he knew he was gay. Was it before doing the the photo shoot for FHM or after?" Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Saxon! And I saw the picture. Fucking! I got Saxon. the picture right here. It's so good. You don't have the picture. I swear to God, I have the picture. You know who else is in that photo shoot? Who? CJ Kanuha. Ah, look at that. Fuck. <laughs> what so is that? Good. Fucking Saxon, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You know, Saxon actually posted that photo. He did? He did. And he goes, this handsome bugger needs everyone's help. Click, click the link in my bio to help Brandon Lillard make a dent in his medical bills. His memory is a bit shaky from hitting his head. So this image is to make sure he never forgets the time he was oiled up and modeling for the German FHM gay magazine. Fuck. Heal up fast. I love you, buddy. Well, it wasn't a gay magazine. <laughs> but I fucking... I no, showed, I added the gay magazine I part sh- in I myself. showed up in Europe. I showed up in Europe. We were, all, we were meeting in Spain or somewhere. We were meeting in San Sebastian. Bunch of us. For this Nixon event, and uh, something happened. My flight was delayed, and I got there super late. And I was in such a bad mood; it took me so long to get there. I was just like so eggy. And we got uh, everyone. I went to the hotel, and Saxon or the person was like, "Oh, everyone's in the bar." So I went in the bar, and Saxon, who speaks German, of course, Boucher. Yeah, he's he's a German. I love Saxon. By the way, just big, huge. Shout out to Saxon. Yeah, Saxon's. And if you need a realtor in San Diego, he's he's the best. He's, he is the best. He's super gay, but he can sell your house. <laughs> Sold my house in seven days. Yeah. Um. But so he was speaking to these people in German, and I walked in and got a beer, and I was in such a bad mood. 
And Saxon's like, oh, yeah, these people are from German FHM. They want you to model tomorrow. And I was, you know, just like being a dick that I am. I was like, yeah, sure. Thumbs up. <laughs> and uh, and I never thought I didn't think anything of it. And then the next day we're at the beach and all of a sudden these German people show up and I didn't even remember who they were. And I see them walking around and it was like we had like this little area like where we had food and drinks and like all the people for the event. And uh, they came up to me, CJ, um, a couple other people, the DuPonts, uh, Jonathan and David DuPont from San Diego. Right. And they're like, okay, can you guys all come with us for hair and makeup? And we're like, oh, what? And I was like, all of us were like, I don't know. And like, we all kind of went as a group, like strength in numbers. Did they pay you? No, they didn't pay us anything. <laughs> and even even the photos, like that photo, it looks like I'm modeling, but... I wouldn't let them. They wanted to oil me up. I'm like, you're not putting oil on me. No it fucking way. Like, it looks like you're oiled up in that thing. That's Photoshop, dude. I wouldn't let them. <laughs> there's little beads, bro. No, there's not. <laughs> no oil. But they, uh, anyways, they shot a big fo- Swedish guy, big German guy trying to oil you up. No, it was all girls. Uh-huh. But they, they went, anyways, they shot some photos. And then all of a sudden, like, like all of us were like, yeah, whatever. We're never going to see that. Who cares? Whatever. It was done. And then, of course, Saxon, the German guy, right. he f- somehow fucking goes to Germany or his mom does, and he ends up finding the magazine. And no he way. fucking, he's like, How's this German FHM? I was just like, You gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> guy. And CJ's in that too. CJ is in that too. I love it. CJ Kanuha, dude, we gotta find this photo of you. Yeah, I, I, have, the, I have the magazine somewhere at my house. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll screenshot it. And well, dude, it we have to get out of here. We we're supposed to be at the Dorian's house freaking forty minutes ago. All right, let's go eat um, some Axis. Where can everyone find you um, on social media? Just my name, Brandon Lillard. L L I L L A R D. Yep, that's it. Okay, that's it. And um, you guys go find him. He's an awesome dude. Follow him. Amazing, amazing story. And uh, a real idiot, but I'm a happy idiot. <laughs> but he's one of the coolest guys ever. I love you, dude. Love I'm you too, so stoked that you're finally here and um, hunting with us. And I think we got another hunt on Monday. Sheep yeah, hunt. Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah, I got to change a plane ticket, but yeah, you do. You're living the life right now. You're at the Four Seasons. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Let's go eat some Axis deer. Let's do it. All right. All right Thanks, buddy. Brandon, for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks, Brandon, for being on the show, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Special thanks out to our sponsors, such as Kona Coffee and Tea. It's where I go and get my morning crack on. Every morning, they have the best coffee in the world. Um, Everybody's heard of Kona Coffee. Well, it's grown right here on this island where I'm from, right in the town where I'm from, right in a little village, actually, up on the mountain where I live. And uh, it is so good, man. It's um, it's it, we've got the best nutrient soil on the planet, and we have morning sun and afternoon rain every single day, which makes this coffee taste so damn good. Well, you can get it right down at Kona Coffee and Tea, uh, and uh, come check me out. You'll usually see me there. If not, you can go online. Um, you can find them on social media, uh, Kona Coffee and Tea. Uh, you can find them online at konacoffeeandtea.com and uh, tell them you heard it on Doznos. They'll give you a big old discount and get you all hooked up. And uh, also, Kona Boys. 
Uh, you guys know I'm a big fan of the ocean, and that's why I live right here on the Big Island because of its beautiful, amazing waters. And if you plan on spending any time in my backyard on the Big Island, those knows that your first stop should be Kona Boys. They've been serving up island life in Aloha since 1996. They're the one-stop shop for ocean fun. They operate a legit selection of Kona style, local style, Hawaiian style activities, including historical va'a rides, paddleboard tours and lessons, and they're one of the only companies permitted to do kayak tours in Kalakikua Bay. So if you need rentals for boards, bikes, boogies, or other beach goodies, Kona Boys is your spot. They're also an official retailer for Patagonia Surf. They have their own super dope line of clothing and custom hats, um, which, you know, sometimes you guys see me on social media giving them out as free gifts and little trivia things. So go check them out. Um, They have two locations. One is at the King Kamehameha Beach Hotel. The other one is down in Captain Cook. And tell them you heard it on Dosnos. You'll get 20% off on all hats and activities. And um, and then go check them out at KonaBoys.com for the same deal. Punch in promo code Dosnos. Get 20% off. These guys are awesome. Go say hi to Frank and Brock and the rest of the crew that are there. You guys are going to love them. They're going to get you all dialed in. Um, also, on it. On it is a health and fitness juggernaut dedicated to delivering total human optimization. That's a big, strong, powerful word right there. To its vast customer base of athletes, thinkers, fitness gurus, and entrepreneurs. Through a wide array of products and supplements, on it combines cutting edge science, earth grown nutrients, and time tested strategies to help reach peak performance. So whether you're climbing mountains or surfing mountains, building businesses or closing sales, chasing chicks in the weight room or running a marathon, Onnit is the best brand and they're definitely the one you want in your back pocket. As one of the fastest growing health and fitness companies in the world, Onnit refuses to bring anything but their very best to the market. Um, so go check out their energy bars, protein shakes, um, or their flagship product, Alpha Brain, which I highly, highly suggest. On its diverse lineup of products and supplements are backed by science and research. Uh, a lot of science and research, as a matter of fact. They've done double-blind placebo studies on their alpha brain, and it comes back insane. You can go check them out at onit.com backsplash 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 there we go backslash those nose um, and get 10% off just for visit, visiting you know they've got all kinds of free trials there as well uh, and they guarantee a 100% money back guarantee if you don't like what they are giving you and I'm sure you're going to love it and you're going to keep it going so go check them out at onit.com that's O-N-N-I-T dot com backslash I got it this time yes thank you those nose <laughs> um, Hurley is the Beth Beth Beth. I can't even talk. What's going on here? The Beth uh, surfing clothes on the whole planet. Uh, <laughs> they have uh, some of the stretchiest material, dude. It's just super comfortable. You fit right into them, and uh, I just love them. I love them. Every time I get in the water, I'm wearing these things, and they just fit. You don't get the rashes. Uh, they have all the top pros riding on their team. That's obviously because they're, they're the best. They have Chris Amore and John John Florence and 
the list goes on and on and, and does knows. And uh, it goes on and on. So go check them out at Hurley.com. And I'm always throwing out promo codes for those guys, too. Unfortunately, they're usually just a little short-winded one, so you got to catch me on social media for those ones. Um, also, Maverick Sport Fishing. If you guys ever wanted to come over to the Big Island and catch that giant dream thousand pound marlin or a huge ahi or ono or mai mai, this is the boat you want to be on. This boat is so badass. Um, it's got bedrooms, bathrooms, air conditioned, living room, kitchen. They provide everything. You just show up and they'll blow up and, um, and they'll get you completely hooked up on the biggest fish that they can find out there. Uh, Kona is known for having the best fishing on the planet, and these guys highly, highly take advantage of it. So I, 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 I really want you guys to take advantage of it. Go check out Captain Trevor Child, and uh, he's at MaverickSportFishingKona.com, or give him a call at 808-896-7985. And last but not least, we have one of my favorites, and it's Green Organic Energy Drink. These guys are legit, man. They're based out of Oahu, and their mission is to help support healthy and active lifestyles with their organic and kick-ass beverage. Green Superfood Brew is the go-to beverage for surfers, divers, hunters, pretty much anyone who lives an action-packed lifestyle. Their certified organic brew contains powerful green tea to give you that natural boost, hydrating coconut water to keep you going strong, and kale to keep your body loaded up with the phytonutrients. Um, they have four different flavors. The original, of course. They have lychee, guava, and pineapple. Um, if you guys haven't tried green yet, you guys seriously missing out. But there's some good news right now. Just go to their website, drinkgreenenergy.com, and you can get 25% off anything you order off that website with promo code does knows that's 25 percent off anything that they have and guess what else is great about them it's free shipping yep drinkgreenenergy.com promo code does knows 25 percent off whether you want shirts hats backpacks whatever they got drinks um free shipping 25 percent off you're gonna love them you're gonna be hooked on them like i am and all my friends every time i turn turn my friends onto them they're just Totally amped about it. They love it. Um, speaking of love, I love each and every one of you. If you guys are in this Big Island neighborhood this next weekend, come check out Tavana, last week's guest at the Royal Kona Resort. He's going to be playing there on Saturday from 6 to 8. He's going to put on an amazing show. Um, until next time, who we hope.